Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. How many are you excited about the promises of God? Man, the promises of God are something else, ain't they? Everybody say, the promises of God are for me. They are. Amen? They're all yours. Hebrews chapter 6. Hallelujah. Don't you love the Word of God? I'll tell you, the Word of God is something else, ain't it now? Any good? You know, you get in the Word of God and you start getting all excited about it. Like, man, I can see it. Now, how many get excited when you get in the Word? Now you got to keep that excitement when you come out of it. You know what I mean? You read it, it's like, yay! And then you get out and like, oh my God, now I got to get it to come to pass. This is how you get it to come to pass. Okay? Write this down. The choices, the choices you make in life. Now, you know this, but I need you to see this. The choices, if you're going to see change, you're going to have to make right choices. Everybody write that down. Choices of life are going to take change. Did you pull that in? The choices of life are going to take change. If you're willing to make the changes, you're going to have to make the choices. Okay? You know what I mean by that? So here's the thing. Decisions are up to you. Outcomes have already been decided. Okay, when it comes to God and his word, is that okay? God says this. Okay, here's the decisions I need you to make. Now, this is good. You got to pull this in, okay? And I know you guys know this, and I'm telling you this because I really believe in you. All right? Here's what he's saying. I put choices in front of you. Okay? Make the choice, but connected to the choice is the consequences. So life is a series of choices that you have a decision, but the consequences have already been pre-described. You, get the, you see what I'm saying? So I, this is easy, right? The Bible says give and it shall be given. So if I don't give, I guess I don't have to worry about whether I'm going to receive or not because he said give and it shall be given. If you don't give, you don't receive. So, so if you don't see the receiving, what are you going to do? You can't, consequences are mad about the consequences. Like people be mad at God. What you mad at God for? God gave you choice. He said, today I put before you life and death. Choose life. He's telling you, what, it's an open book test. Come on, man. He's like, death and life is right before you. Choose life. People are like, well, I'm going to choose something different. How are you going to get something different and have the wrong, you can't, you can't get nothing different making the wrong choice. It's a law. You know what I'm saying? Look, you jump off the side of a mountain, you can't complain screaming off the side of the mountain like, hey, why is this going on? You got to jump. The law of gravity was in place. It's your problem. You thought you could defy it. You know what I'm saying? Like you fly, fly, you think you're a bird. You were flying like a rock. And you're mad about gravity. Gravity, why do you do this? You know what I'm saying? I was hitting a golf ball yesterday. I said, boy, you rebellious golf ball. So rebellious. I had Lucas thing. I hit this thing, and it went where it wanted to go. I said, you're so rebellious. It was user error. It wasn't the ball. Are you here? Are you getting it? Don't laugh. You didn't play that hot. Only a couple good shots you had. Right? Come on. Wait. Are you pulling this? you see what I'm saying? And then we go, oh, I made this choice, and here's the outcome. I could have told you the outcome before you made the choice. I'm going to say that slow. I could have showed you the outcome before you made the choice, but here's the thing. You knew the outcome before you made the choice. 
Why would you think the outcome would be different if he told you the choice to make? Life is not as complicated as people are making it. They're just making the wrong choices. Are you seeing it? Are you pulling it in? Now, look, we all do it because what do we all do? We all think we're awesome superstars, and we're going to be able to make the choice we want to make and get different results. That's called crazy. That's not going to work, okay? So how many of you learned through pain I don't really want to know the choices. Just tell me the consequences. How many of you let wisdom become the principal thing, and now you've done what you should be doing? Before I even get involved, I want to know all the details about the consequences. I can care less about the choice I got to make. Have you been there yet? You will get there. Let me teach you how this works. You go into any situation, and you go, okay, what's the pros and what's the cons? And then you decide what you're going to do based upon the pros. No, what are the cons? I'm looking at the downside to figure out whether I can get out or not, not the upside, because the upside might happen. The downside's probably definitely going to happen. Some of you are like, oh, cake and ice cream, cake and ice cream, and sugar on top, and candy canes, and sugar plums. Oh, I want to eat it. I want to eat it. I want to eat it. I, I like it. And then you think like, oh, yay. And then you get in the mirror. And go, I'm a little bit more lumpier and plumpier and juicier than I was before the cake and ice cream. Take it easy now. I'm not picking on nobody. You know what I'm saying. There's consequences to everything. It looks good going in, but maybe it's going to take a lot of work to get rid of it. You know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying. You guys are pulling this thing in. What am I, what am I trying to get you to see? God's word has set up the so choice a bunch of choices. And we should be making the choices based on the promises, nothing else. So what does the promise say and what is connected to the promise that is now needs to become the decision-making environment I keep myself in? Let me explain that. Let me explain it. I come in this thing and I'm looking at the choices. But I'm also looking at the consequences of the choices. Now I got to see the promises, and what does it take to get the promises to come to pass that Jesus gave me? Because I got to be the person of the promise, because that's how God gets everything over to me. So there's, there's, there's this. You got to realize this. There is, I want to say it like this, there is procedure to the promises. There's position to the promises, and there's also the requirements of the promises of God. Okay? Because nothing just comes to pass just because it can. It comes to pass because you apply the laws of it to make it come to pass. Okay? So now you got the reason why I'm trying to get you there, right? Let's go to Hebrews 6 and 10. When you start seeing this, God starts giving you some really good ideas about what the promises of God are and how they work. Is this okay? Now you got to pull this in. Now, we're looking at promises. See, now you got to understand, why did God, here's the first thing. First and foremost, why did God even give us promises? You're going to love this one. Because God gave you promises because when you were separated because of sin, God had to figure out how he was going to get all those promises he had before sin to you, and he got to put them in a promise. Because here's the thing. He had to put them in the word. You ever want to see those helium balloons that, like, are filled up like they look like letters? You ever see like a happy birthday and it's written out in helium and it's filled up with it? That's the word of God. 
Look at it like that. The word of God is filled with the power of the word within it to bring to pass what it is you need. Okay? So you don't have to, see, look, let me tell you right here now. We don't have the capacity in the natural to do some stuff or the strength to do some stuff. That is why right now you might see your inability to maybe do some stuff, but once I find the promise of the stuff I want to do within the promise is the grace to produce the promise in my life. So look, listen to what I'm saying. You can't walk in love without you finding out walk in love from the word of God. And once you come into a situation and go, hey, he said, okay, forgive. Some people have been really, really mean to other people, ugly to other people. How in the world am I going to forgive this stuff? It's not easy, but God gave you the capacity to forgive by doing this. You ready for it? He said, hey, in the forgive and you shall be forgiven promise, you go into that scripture not having the ability to forgive, but once you find that promise, forgive and it shall be forgiven and grab it and put it in you. Guess what now you have the capacity to do? You didn't two minutes ago. I can forgive because the grace to forgive is in the promise. It's packed in the promise. You can't do it in your ability, and God can't just do it because he put it in the word. You got to receive it, and once you receive it, it activates, and then it works. Okay, you go, I don't want to walk in love. I ain't walking in love. I ain't walking in love. I ain't walking in love. I refuse to walk in love. Guess what? If you don't walk in love, the Bible says your faith don't work. Faith worketh by love. Faith worketh by love. Faith worketh by love. Love worketh by faith. Faith works by love. And what happens if you don't love? Your faith don't work. So you got faith failures or problems with your faith. Your love walk got to be fixed. So I, I ain't, I ain't I'm not, I'm not walking in love. And you think that's a good idea. And then you go, hey, wait a minute. Faith works by love. So if I see the hindrance, so what do I do? I learn to be a lover. Come on, somebody, of people in love. Why? Because I want my faith to work. Guess what? Until I know faith works by love, I don't have the ability sometimes to walk, walk in love. You start reading 1 Corinthians 13. Love is kind. Love is this. Love is not boastful. Love is, not, love is patient. Love is never thinks to suffer wrong. Love. Come on, right? And then you read that and you go, what? Now that promise has the capacity to produce long suffering in my life. Without the promise, I got no hope. Because I'm trying to do this in human stuff. That's why the church is carnal. And you want to know where the church does this? I like that, but I don't like that. So I'm going to cut that one out. That's the problem right there. Church running around crazy. Nobody's teaching the word of God sometimes, guys. Like, you've got to do it because it's uncomfortable. People rather be lied to than be told the truth. It's going to be okay if we, no, it's not okay. We're going to be accountable to this word. And you got to love. So then you got all these people got their little pet problems and go, ooh, let me find a scripture that goes with my cause. No, you better cut that out. We're going to find no scripture that goes with your cause. You got to walk in love. You know what I'm saying? You got to be scripturally based. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm down with, I'm, I'm down. Like all these, these people, half the people in the world are nuts. You know, they're all nutty. They're crazy with all this stuff. Talk about all this stupid stuff. They don't even know nothing. That's like, how are you going to line the Bible up with this stuff? You can't. So you got to stay in this thing, okay? So here's the big thing. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 6. You ready? For God, look at verse 10. You all right? Are you seeing this? Everybody, I need these promises. You understand why you need these promises? They have the capacity to produce the promise. Does that make sense? You understand what I mean by that? 
So what's in the promise of God, the written word of God, is the capacity or the anointing to produce that in your life. Make sense? So what happens if you don't have the promise? You can't do it. There you go. Did you get that? Did he just say you can't do the word of God? Oh, more candy. Thank you. Uh, did you get that? No, did you get what I said? Some of you looking at me like you don't know what I said. I'll say it again. I'm not in a hurry. So it's cool. Thanks. All right, I'm being serious. Okay, let me say it again. I'm church, I'm going to heaven. Look, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, great, you can, but you better go find some promises, otherwise you can't. Did he just say you can't? How in the world are you going to do without the promises of God? How are you going to walk in love you don't know you're supposed to? How are you going to forgive you don't know you're supposed to forgive? How are you going to bless them that curse you and do good to them that despitefully use you if you don't know I'm supposed to? How am I going to walk in faith if I don't, come on, man, I need them promises. I need those promises. Once I get the promise, I got the capacity to do it. You see this thing? You see it? Now, give me them promises. Why? Because in the promise, but now here's the thing. When you see those promises, they ain't all automatic. They, te- they have a system to produce results. You know what I'm saying, man? You understand that? Like, I go in, oh, I got a promise, that's it. Three days, you should be here. Yeah, okay. First the blade, then the ear, then the full kernel in the ear. Guy goes to bed day and night. He know not how the kingdom of God grows. I'll tell you how it grows, slow. <laughs> slow and steady, right? Takes some time, right? Ain't nothing, that, it's like concrete. It's got to set overnight for a little bit, don't it? Yeah. Right? Looks cute when we pour in it, but how, how, that's a great question. How long does it take concrete, like a big pour, to really, really, really be solid. How long? A couple weeks. So it looks good. Look like you're doing it, but underneath it's still tightening up. Week after week after week. You could be walking on it and it still be tightening up. But it looks good. You feel secure. We got to tighten that promise up. You got to get it to get around that. Got to get it to get in those nooks and crannies. That's where you're at. Look what he says. Now, he tells on himself a little bit about these promises. This is important. Now, and you're doing good. Don't beat yourself up. Some of you are too hard on yourself. If you don't know this stuff, how are you going to live this stuff? You know what I'm saying? How are you going to know? You, you, you're learning. Don't be hard on yourself. Just say, hey, you know what? I'm getting it. And God's long-suffering. Let me tell you right here now. God's got patience with people. He does. He's so patient with people. Oh, my God, he's patient. I know, thank God he would have kicked me out a long time ago if he wasn't. For God, listen, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor love. He ain't going to forget you. God ain't going to forget everything you did for him. Right? Which you have showed towards his name and that you minister to the saints and do ministry. He's talking about you, you doing stuff. You know, we, we the saints. Everything you do. God's for you. Look at 11. Ooh, look at this. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope to the end. Now, this is what I want you to see, okay? It's really important. Now, look at me. Just pull this in. Hope, to me, is in the soul. Okay? Faith can materialize. This is really good. Faith can materialize the things hoped for. Hope is the material of unseen things. 
When hope is based in the word of God, faith can come. Faith, did you get what I said? I'm going to say that again. I never said that yet. Hope works in the soul. Hope, hope works in the soul. It's formed in the soul. It's held in the soul. I'm going to say this. Hope is manifested in the soul from what it understands from the word of God. For, hope is birthed in the soul because it becomes manifest from the things it hears from the word of God. Faith materializes the things hoped for. Faith materializes only the things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Hope and faith, I'm going to say it like this. I think, because, see, here's the thing with the soul and the spirit. They're connected, so you don't know where you're working. If hope can get a picture of it, faith can materialize it. But hope cannot vacillate one minute this is why we got a problem with faith. See, if people don't know what the will of God is for their life, they don't know what to hope for. So you got, that's naturally written in the things he spoke to you. If God's got like this business thing, in one minute you're in the business, one minute you're out of the business, and you're hoper, faith can't materialize it. You got to be settled in your hope so faith can materialize the things you hope for. But your hopes come from the word of God. The Bible says it entered within the veil. That's the glory. That's the word. That's getting in the word and finding it. Hope comes from the word of God. Without hope in the world, they not knowing who Christ is have no hope in the world. But because you know who he is, you got hope in the world. Hope came from the word. Hope is confident expectation with joyful anticipation. That's what it is. So you're pulling it. So my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions give birth to hope. Is that all right? Now, faith, faith, it works in that Ephesians 1.3. It can materialize everything. You know what I'm saying? Woo! You got it? How's hope get it over? How's hope get it over? Find some Bible word. This is the confidence we have in him. We ask anything according to his word, we know he hears me. Where'd you get that hope from? Situation looks bad. What are we going to do? Got to go to word, get some hope. Once we got hope, what do we got to do? We got to give faith time to materialize my hopes. Ooh, that's good. Write that down. That's a good one. I got to give faith time to materialize my hopes. Because <laughs> some of my hopes ain't written in the book. You know what I'm saying? Some of, them, some of my hopes are chapter and verse. They're connected to chapter and verse, but you can't, you can't build certain things. See what I'm saying? My, my, my mind, my will, and my emotions give birth to a picture that faith can materialize. Come on, you know what I'm saying? How many of you started something with nothing? You started a business? There's no business in the Bible. It's like blueprints. There's no business in the Bible, but you knew he wanted to prosper you, so you started drawing this, picture, this business plan on the inside, and you put that in. It was a picture you could see nobody else could see. Yeah, come on, engineer. You were designing it. Put it together. People looking at you like you crazy. 
got a line of clothing or something you got in you, a design. Go make some new shoes. Design them up the way you want to design them up. Put, put some on. I'll wear them. I looked at them Louboutins. I almost, almost, I was like, I was down. At, I like them fur ones. You know, they got fur. You ever seen those fur slippers? I almost busted them out. If I get them fur slippers, my mother's going to disown me, hands down. And you guys might get mad at me. But they look good. I thought those would be cool around the house. I got the fur busting out the side. I'm just a little wacky. If it's, you know what it is with me? I don't want what everybody else got. I just like something unique. It could be like whatever. It's like, it makes me happy for a minute. You know, I was like, hey, look, this is cool. I don't even wear slippers. The dog will probably chew them up. He got a new idea. I call him idea now, the dog. <laughs> they call him Cooper. I call him idea. They say, why you call your dog idea? Because I go, not my idea. It was your idea. Let's see how long we keep the idea and pray to God I don't hurt somebody before the idea shows up. Hallelujah. Just a joke. Laugh. Ha ha. You're supposed to laugh. Oh, good. Thanks, Jared. Ha ha. One laugh. Come on. Get with it. Come on. It's a joke. Ha ha. Funny, funny. I'm trying to get you meditated and medicated before I hit you with this next one because what are you doing with the promises of God if you don't have none? You a status quo Christian is what you are and you ain't seeing nothing materialize. Now, I ain't picking on you. I love you. It's like fishing. You know, you go fishing, sometimes you catch them, sometimes you don't. But guess what? We're just going to keep catching them now, baby, because we got promises. I'm not doing this halfway. I'm doing it all the way. What's that promise say? And you stay in that promise no matter what. You can do this thing. Don't think this is too big for you. It's not. It's what you've been designed for. But if I don't know the rules of it, you know why you get frustrated? I don't know the rules to it. And I'm trying to do it, and I don't know how it works. And then you get frustrated with it and go, then we're looking at God. God, what God? God's looking at you like, what you? It ain't what me. We got to learn this stuff. Because how do I know? Because look at this thing where it talks about these promises. These things ain't coming up overnight. Look what he says right here. Pop that up there, please. Look, that you be not slothful. Don't be lazy. But followers of them who through faith and patience. You better write that down. The power twins. Power twins, baby. Faith and patience. Woo! How many like patience? Patience is a fruit. Oh, my God, I can't. Right? Faith and, got to have faith and patience. What happens if I don't have faith? Now, that's a requirement, ain't it? That's a requirement. You got to have faith and, what if I got faith but no patience? You ain't going to see no promises. People got patience and no faith. You ain't going to see no promises. You understand this? I'm not just excited about it. You get what I'm saying? Okay, well, you know, I got faith for it. I'm believing God. I believe God for it. Okay, good. Okay, cool. All right, okay, I'll be you. you okay, I'll be you or some people, not you. I don't want to get in the way, man. I'll be certain people in a certain season. You ever see people? I'm believing God for God to do great things. Okay, cool. That's great. God bless you. I'm mad at God. Why are you mad at God, bro? It has not happened by now. No, you just told me out of your mouth you're not qualified for the promise because you don't have the patience to produce it, so it's your fault why it ain't here. Hey! I'm going to get funny in about a minute. Hey! You're like, hey, God. God's like, hey, you. Ain't got nothing to do with me. It's you. You see what I'm saying? But I got faith. You know, you're like, why should it happen? Oh, y'all telling on yourself. Y'all telling. You got one step. You don't have the other one, and therefore you don't have a promise because it's your fault. Oh, I'm, I'm going to tell you what. God's going to bless me. God's going to bless me now because I'm not picking on God. I'm telling you. 
You, you over there, what should have happened by now? You just told on yourself, you ain't qualified yet. When is this going to happen? Oh, okay. I'm going to call it. I'm sorry, saying one, that's one step. How many got the patience step now? <laughs> How many? Well, I, I don't understand what he's. Is it, what, is that, what is that man saying up there? Is he trying to say. What is he try, I'm trying to say this. When you. When, I'm just going to say. What is, he, what is he trying to say? Is he trying to. When you. When you were not affected by time anymore. Then I'll start talking about the promise. But until time is still affecting you, you ain't qualified yet. Boom! I'm preaching way better than all these people amen at me. You know that? Give me a high five, G, because they got me. They got nothing for me. They all like, I don't like you. What are you trying to tell me? Yeah, y'all 1%. <laughs> yeah, you're 1%. I'm at 1%. 99% frustrated, 1% faith. And we're like, where is it, God? God's like, yeah, okay. Faith, everybody say faith, faith. and patience faith. has to be developed before I'm going to see my promise. Woo! He preaching real good now, ain't he? Yeah, he preaching real good. They know I'm like, preaching. I just got a thing. Oh, let me see that. Where you get that? Oh, my God. This is cool. Can you see this? It says preach it. Am I doing it right? Oh, you can't, you can't see it. Can you see it? Oh, this is cool. This is better than tambourine. I want one. Look at it. Can you see that? Am I going too? Is it going too fast? Can they see it on the camera? What did it say? How'd I do that? Preach it. Preach. Man, this is cool. I want everybody to get one in the church and do this when I do good. I want everybody in the church going like this. Woo, we're at a concert. This is going to be like an ACDC concert. Remember y'all, you hippies were back there smoking dope. Woo. Woo! It's be like a Zeppelin. Woo! <laughs> you didn't do this at Frank Sinatra. They didn't have these things back Y'all had a lighter. Y'all like, hi. Woo! You're going to do it in church now. Preach it! Yeah! Come on, lighten up. Somebody's so religious, can't say nothing in church. Come on. That's cool. It says, preach it. I think some of you should start showing up with posters, like a ball game. You know like they do in the stands? Preach! Show up with a cardboard thing next week. And they'll listen up. Yes! This should be good. Church will start getting entertaining because God knows my ADD will kick in if you start moving around. I'll be having a blast. Signs, neon signs. <laughs> Come on. Air horn. But yeah. Yeah, this will be good. So, keep my Because some of you are like, I, I'm not really happy with him right now. He's really aggravating me with this patience thing. And I don't know if I like this place. You wanted to come here. You brought me. I'm not really into it. I wish we would have never came. I don't think I want to come back and now we're in membership class. How do we get out? How do we get out? Um, this membership thing was supposed to be online. Now I'm roped. This lady called me Kathy, really sweet on the phone. I thought I would like this place. I don't like him. I might just be the best thing for you. You know how many people have actually come in here and said, I could not stand you when I came in the building, but God made me stay? Probably 80% of the people that are still here. <laughs> I do not like him. I don't like him. Now you play golf with me and hang out. <laughs> Were you like that? Did you not like me? Probably so. Whatever. Here, pop this up here. I know some of them did. Like some of the early ones, oh, my God, you should have seen some of your faces when you first came in. Oh, yeah. I remember when Paul and Karen came. We were at the Miracle Center. I was like, I don't think Paul's going to make it. 
<laughs> he was looking at me like, we, we, we're, we're, oh, I don't know. I was like, oh, God. Hey, I remember some of you when you showed up. That you'd be not, somebody say faith. It sounds cute, but it's going to take faith and patience. Isn't this good, guys? If you got a promise, you're going to have to work on faith and patience. We all do. Look what it says here, 13. Keep going. For when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. So here's the big thing. I want you to understand stuff. Your, your, your sonship has already been established. Okay? We'll pop that scripture up there if you want the Romans 8, just so they can see this. But I want you to really look, please. I want you to really look at this. Um, God built this thing on his integrity, credibility, and character. He ain't backing up on one of those promises. So why are we so unsure of them coming to pass in our life if he already promised to give them to you? It's not the God side we're working on, it's our side. Does it make sense? He said, look, man, I, I, God went like this. Who can I make a deal with to get into a covenant with? He looked in the earth and said, nobody. So he said, all right, God, Jesus, let's, let us do it, and we'll get it through Abraham. So Abraham starts it, but God finishes it. So man's not involved in it, so man can't mess it up. None of these promises are connected to humanity. They're all based by God and deity. So they're perfect. So all we do is come in, and then you can't, watch this. So your human part cannot mess up his holy part. So your inability to say, I'm disqualified because the actions cannot disqualify you because the actions never got this covenant to come to pass. His actions got it to come to pass. That's why it's perfect. You can't, you, you can't show up and say, hey, I don't qualify. He's like, no, you, 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 were, you were here when we had the qualification test. It was God and Jesus. So all you do is come in with faith. See, once, once you show me my inheritance, I go, that's mine. Who do you think you are? I'm an heir. How'd you become an heir? <laughs> Bible says, show up with the paperwork, can't deny me. Look what it says. This is what you got to get now. See, you're an heir. You're not an heir based on performance. You're an heir based on position. He, you got birth into this thing. You know what I'm saying? Ain't that good news? You're born into this thing. So how you get here? <laughs> I'm part of the family, baby. <laughs> we in the family of God. You ever, you ever show up somewhere you don't belong? It's a great experience. Oh, it's magical. Have you ever showed up at like something you know, you know, you know you ain't supposed to be there? Like fat. I always tell you that story. I went that place. They had Siegfried and Roy. You know those little goofy-looking dudes with the tigers? They got tigers. I went to this event. The tigers were on the stage. Yeah, they were. Them two little dudes were too. That's before the guy got bit. I told him, though, I said, some of these dudes going to get bit. I was prophesying it. Sorry, I hope I didn't mess nobody up. I just want to play with tigers. These dudes are crazy. Then I was wondering about that thing getting out of the cage. I said, because this is cute, man, but this is like one of them YouTubes you see later on. Like, oh, they were performing, and the tiger got out the cage, and somebody got bit. It ain't going to be me. Because I, I, I don't even know why you got a tiger in the building anyway. My mama told you a long time ago, that dog don't need to be in no house. No tiger needs to be in there. <clears throat> Relax. Calm down about you little Fido. I got one too. Come on. You see what I'm saying? So I'm in this place, man, all fancy. You know there's too many spoons? You ever been to one of them? They got so much silver on the table, you don't know what to touch. I waited, bro. 
I mean, I'm medically smart, but I ain't that bright. I didn't know what the soup spoon was. I was like, dang, man, there's like 18 pieces of utensils on the seat. I said, just stay still and act like you belong here. Yes. I went to this other place one time. The guy had to tell you how to eat the food. I said, when a dude got to come to tell you, tell me how to eat it, you you someplace you've never been before. You know how I said that? was my mother. Shut up and eat it. That's the only time I've been told to eat the proper way. You remember when you were a kid? My mother said, shut up and eat what I put on the table. This guy coming here say, take your spoon and dip it. I said, man, I don't belong here. My daddy put me there, though. <laughs> when your daddy put you there, you sit there and go, praise be to God, I belong. How'd you get here? I got here on these people, not me. Oh, you see what I'm saying? I got invited. I told you this story. I ain't going to tell you the whole thing. When you get invited somewhere, you the goofy one if you don't accept the invitation. I'm taking it. I don't belong. I knew I didn't belong going. I didn't care. I'm living like I got it. Walking like I'm, come on, man. Are you seeing what I'm trying to say? Look what he said right here. This is what you got to do. You got to elevate. Because you only see your humanity, guys. See, we, me and Jerry were talking about this the other day. Validation came from God first. But a man in the earth has to enforce your validation God gave you. Otherwise, you won't think you're qualified for it. There's your answer. Why do I got to be validated? Because God already validated you, but somebody in the earth has to give you confirmation so you can believe what God said about you. That's why you go to church. And you don't go to church with a smart guy in the pulpit? I'm not saying I am. You're going to be silly and void of promises of God for the rest of your life because you're only going as far as the pulpit. It's true. That's why I don't care when mama went to church. I could care less. I'm going to go to church with somebody saying something to tell me who I am. Oh, baby. <laughs> But tell me who you think I you are I am. Tell me what the Bible says I am. You royalty, royal priesthood. Never seen one like you before. Never been one like you before. And no, and please do me a favor. Stop staying trapped in your humanity. You know what I mean by that? Coming at yourself like, oh, I'm a lady. You're a spirit being. You're royalty in the kingdom. Stop looking at yourself. You're just a lady. Look at look. I'm talking about everything: gender, creed, color, race. Bump all that. I'm in the kingdom. I'm a king's kid. Try to bring me into humanity where I came from. You know where I came from? Heaven. Praise be to God. Don't qualify me where I came. I come from heaven. You know what I'm saying? You better think like Look what it says here. This, this confirms, watch this. This confirms that it is not merely the natural offspring of Abraham who are considered the children of God, rather the children born because of God's promise. We, got we were born because of a promise. So how did you come in the kingdom from the promise, promise of Abraham? That's what made you an heir of the world. That's when he said over there in Galatians 3.29, he said that if you're Abraham's seed, you're an heir according to the promise. We're going to see that because when you read it in the Passion, it reads really good. So can you see this? All right. Children are born of God because the promise. How are you born of God? Became descendants. You were descendant. That means you're the offspring of. How did you get that? How did you become an offspring of God? I took the promise. Jesus was the promise. Does that make sense? So how did I become a descendant? So your descendancy was based upon a promise, and your belief in the promise made you a descendant. You see it? You believed it? You confessed it? You became it? I got a question for you. What happens if you believe, believe it, confess it, you conceive it? If you did that with salvation, don't you do that with all the other ones? Yeah, you do, because as one promise came to, that's why he said in Galatians chapter 3, he's the procreator of promises. You don't need seeds as many, but one seed to Christ. Now it makes sense, doesn't it? Galatians 3.13 says this, Christ, was, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me, a curse for every man that hangeth upon the sea, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through faith. 
What was he talking about? And as in the seed, not as seed, plural, singular, not as plural, seeds as of many, but the one seed, the Christ. See how it makes sense now? Here's what he's saying. How'd you get the one promise to come to pass? Well, I believed and I spoke and I received. Guess how you get all the promises to come to pass? I believe and I speak and I conceive. How'd you get born again? Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and thou shall be. Uh, how, how do you get all the other promises to come to pass? You believe in your heart, you confess them with your mouth, and you shall have access to whatever you believed in your heart and confess with your mouth. Whosoever shall, Mark 11, 23, 24, is the Lord of Baba. Whosoever shall say into the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. And I say, I don't want to do the work. Then don't get mad when you don't have the promises. This is a grow-up church. This ain't no, no you, you happy? You're happy and miserable and got no promises of God. Now, I'd rather be mad and have everything. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather you How many of you went to a job you loved every minute of it? You weren't making no money. <laughs> you weren't making no money. You got, I got this easy job. You ain't making no money with no easy job. How many got a real winner for a boss and you, making, you made money? Joker was like, we making money today. You're like, okay. You were uncomfortable. See, this is what you got to understand. Promises of God are not designed to be birthed in the comfort of your, of, of, your, of, your, of your, I would like to say, of your ability, but it better be said like in humanity. It's going to have to get into his spiritual side, and it's going to produce discomfort because anybody knows if you're ever moving forward, your constant growth means constant discomfort because if you're comfortable, you're probably not growing. Somebody got to be shaving it and twisting it, getting you there, okay? So look at that. Look, you want to see that Galatians? Let's look at Galatians 3.29. You all right, this? Look at it in the, look at it in the passion. I love it in the passion. You okay? You guys doing all right? Does it say different things? Huh? Does this? I can make it say different things. You got to be kidding me. Man, that thing's cool. That little thing, did you see it? She was wigging it. I said, that thing, what is that thing doing? I thought it was going to make noise. Does it make noise too? Man, we got to get into noisy stuff. Imagine if that thing made noise. Babe. You all right? You need some water? I got extra. So, hey, so, and since you got it, you read it? Are you reading this? That's why it's good you read it. That's why we buy this stuff. Because God knows I don't want to see my bald head, man, for crying out loud. Look at that. That's a pretty good noggin, though. <laughs> Are you here? You reading it? I'm just stalling so you to look up there and read it. I don't know what's going on. I don't even know where I am. Time is it? Oh, three more minutes. You guys can go home. Look, and since you've been, look, when I come over here, you can't see me. This is so cool. Now, see, if you start, see, I'm telling you, man. I, I, you know what I really like about this part? I feel like I'm coming out of nowhere. I come in. <sighs> Boom. All right. Are you there? And since you've been united to Jesus the Messiah. I love that. Somebody need to make a shirt about the Messiah. You know, every time I read it, I told them in the morning service, I feel like they say, the devil's a liar. Jesus is the Messiah. I like that. Every time I read Messiah, I like that. Like, the devil's a liar. Jesus the Messiah. Rhymes. Right? Maybe I'm a frustrated rapper. I'm not internationally known, but I've been known to rock a microphone. Woo! And since you've been, you don't remember Rob Bass? I'm dating myself right now. You know who Rob Bass is? You know, come on, G, they, they all, you all too young. You tell them, like, the other day I said something, they didn't know what it was. That's a scary feeling. 
They're like, the kids looked at me like, I don't remember what it was. Was it like, a, a, I think it was a Blackberry or we were talking about a phone. We talked about that phone. Remember you had that star tack and you flipped it and it had that little wire? Oh, I thought I was James Bond, bro. I was like in Bible school. My buddy gave it to me. I was like, this is so cool. I got a phone, man. That was hot, man. That's 97. You had a phone. You were balling. You know, in Bible school, you didn't, you didn't have that kind of stuff. My buddy gave it to me. It was like a demo. He's like, I got it. Here you go. And I remember opening it. It was tiny. You opened it. It had a little cork. Cool, man. Hey, yeah. Got a plan and everything. It wasn't even my plan. A guy got it from work. I was like, I don't care. I'll use it. It's free. Favor. Remember having my little phone? Felt like James Bond. Yes. Brother Hagen was speaking today. I was cool calling people on my phone. Put it in my pocket. Kids looked at me like, Dad, what are you talking about? I was like, maybe I, maybe I ain't as cool as I thought I was. <laughs> they didn't even know what I was talking about. Evan knew what it was. You guys knew. The little ones don't know nothing. The little ones forget it. They think if it ain't on their screen, they're like, what did you have? I'm like, we had a computer you used to have to shut. Remember that computer you used to have to shut off and, 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 and like, you had to shut off the monitor. It was a Commodore 64. Oh, my God. You got to shut it off in sequence. Like, if you screw up the order, the thing didn't come on. Remember you bought me that thing? I don't know. Daddy borrowed it. Got it. I don't know. It's like, click this and click that and started like this. I was like, now they got a phone and their phone is a computer. I'm like, oh, my God. Technology blowing us out of the water. And since you've been united to Jesus the Messiah, you are now Abraham's child and inheritor of all the promises of the kingdom realm. Oh, that's what I need right there. Does anybody get this stuff? Are you actually showing Jerry that phone? He didn't even know what it was. I feel cool now if you didn't know what it was. Yeah, the Star Tech. Yeah, uh, whatever. I think that's what they call it. I was from Star Trek for crying out loud. Look, you see that? I'm, 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 I'm keeping you fun. I'm medicating you while I'm shooting you in the arm with, like, needles. Are you seeing this? I love you enough to tell you this. I'm going to inherit some of the promises of God. If you inherited all the promises, okay, so how many promises you got right now on deck if you got all of them? Nah, you missed it. Y'all, you're like, you're all religious people. Like, all of them? No, how many you got right now in you? Don't raise your hand. And I'm hanging on them in faith and patience watching them come to pass because all of them are mine, but I got to go dig them up and put them in the garden of my heart to get them to grow. That's what I'm talking about right there. I didn't even know I got promises, bro. I, didn't, I thought you go to church, you sit there, the guy goes up there and says all this good stuff. I go feel good, I go home. That ain't what church is about. I'm here giving you the promises of God. So you go, oh, I could have a better. My God, there's one about a husband and wife having a better marriage than the one I got. Give me that one. I need that one. There's a money promise in there for me. Give me that one. Oh, there's a healing promise. Give me that one. Oh, there's a peace of mind promise. And he'll keep him in my whose perfect peace who keeps his mind stayed upon him. Lean not into your own understanding. Come on. No, that book's a treasure book. There ain't no Bible you leave on a coffee table. It's a treasure book. Dig in there and find some gold. Dig it up. Go get some diamonds out of there. I found a diamond. Oh, my God. He said, a man who finds that pearl in that field, you sell everything you got, and you buy it, and you sit there till something comes to pass. You go dig it. It's a treasure book. I'm in the treasure book today. I'm in the treasure book. I'm lo- I think I'm losing my mind. He'll keep me in perfect peace. Well, I found it. I found what I was looking for. I found what I was looking for. You got to stay in there. You got to stay in there till you get it. They say, you know, I know what you're doing. I know you do. I did it too. I don't see nobody with them. You ain't everybody else. 
Oh, they were supposed to live and they died. Bump that business. I'm going to say something. Ain't nobody going to like it. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Well, we believed and they died. Then we did something wrong. Or we don't know something. That's the truth. That'll hurt people, though. We didn't do something right or we didn't know something. I prayed for a person one time. My mother will tell you this. She knows the story. They know the story. She knows it better than anybody because she was there. I prayed. They said, I prayed. I'm going to tell you, I prayed. I fasted and prayed. Don't play. I knew I heard God. They said, oh, no, they're going to die. You don't know who these people are. That's what you mean they're going to die. God said, I gave them time to turn. They don't want to. They're done. Pray all you want. I'm not changing my mind. I flipped out. Screwed my theology up. Never heard anything like that in my life. He said, I gave them time to turn their life around. You don't turn your life around sometimes in a timeline God gives you, you don't get more time. Don't think you know God. We, don't, we know God a little bit, and that don't make God mean because you don't know what God's been dealing with people's heart about. Don't you ever blame God. How many times God correct you? God correct me 60 times before sometimes I said yes. How about you? We don't know a lot of things about God. But this is what I'm going to tell you what. He's true to that word, and he don't do nothing different than what he said in that book. And if he lied, the whole world blow up. So stay with the truth you know. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? I don't know everything. I don't know what God told people in the midnight hour. Don't you worry about it. We might have been, if it didn't work out, we'll get better at it. If it didn't work out, we'll change. But he's long-suffering. God got all day. I don't care. Man, I told God. I told God for seasons, no. He's, he's still long-suffering. I got all these promises. You want to keep reading this? Oh, give me two minutes. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, Brother Lindsay's going to play something nice for us. Glory to God. Brother Lindsay's trying to help me. You guys ain't no help. Brother Lindsay got in there and said, Pastor, we can go there. All these people in here are like, I, 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 I don't know how many promises I got in my heart. That's why you better have them. You got to put them in there. Can I read this to you quick? Okay, you got to have faith and You remember that? We have to have what? Faith and patience to inherit the promise. For when God made promise, look at verse 13. That's um, Hebrews 6, 13. For when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Saying, surely blessing I will bless thee and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promises. Patient endurance. Let's see what that says. I don't even know what that says. We're on uh, verse 15. And so after he patiently endured, you can go there. You've got a King James or whatever you want. It says in the King James, so after he patiently endured, everybody say patient endurance, obtained the promises of God. Patient endurance obtains the promises of God. So I might, be, I might have faith, but now i got to have patience, and i got to what? Hang in there. And so he patiently endured, and he obtained the promises of God. You see that? For men barely swear by the greater and oath of confirmation. You ready for this? If you want to get out of strife, just find a place to agree. I don't care what it is. This is a great lesson for somebody in here. Give me two minutes. If you are disagreeing about something, you know, sometimes husbands and wives, we all do it. I want to go this way. She wants to go that way. And now you're going to go get in strife over who's right. And we don't know. Here's what you do. Agree somewhere in the middle. Say, all right, let's just agree that God will lead us and guide us. My way, not your way, whatever way, we'll pick God's way. If you can, anything, business deal, if you can find a place of agreement, strife will leave. It's the problem is this, where there's no agreement, strife will abound. People seeing things different than they need to. Wherein God more willing abundantly to show the heirs. Okay, now wait a minute, wait a minute. 
wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs. Who's the heirs of the promise? Who's the heirs of the promise? We are. What's he trying to show you? The immutability of my counsel confirmed it by an oath. Here's what he said. I want to prove to you guys so much that I'm true. I'm going to base my character. I'm going to base my word. I'm going to base my life on proving to you I am who I said. That I cannot lie and an oath that I swore to I cannot change. I'm true to what I said. By two immutable things, it was impossible for God to lie. We might have strong consolation. We have fled for refuge, lay hold upon the hope that is set for us. See that hope? See that hope? Is an anchor of the soul. That hope is going to anchor your soul in the storms of life, just like it does a boat. He said, hope's like an anchor. When it doesn't look like it, doesn't see like it, doesn't feel like it, just hold on to your hope. Because you know why I think he really wants you to hold on to hope? I'm done. Because if you lose the focus of hope, faith can't materialize anything. If you lose the focus of hope, and you want to know why some of you got the greatest problems of your life? You don't know what God wants for you. I'm going to say something here. This is so brilliant. You know it's God. Okay? I'm going to do it right now. I know. I, yeah, Siri's trying to tell me something. Okay? I want you to get this now. What your problem is, you don't know the will of God. And you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. Till the will of God is known, hope cannot be focused on something, and therefore faith can materialize nothing. Now watch this now. If you really pull on my anointing right here, I see this, but I got to get it out of me. So you got to pull on my anointing. Don't move. Don't do nothing goofy. Okay? We have to go to the word. I'm being serious with that stuff. You have to go to the word of God to find hope. Now here's where some of you got a problem. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, he starts talking about the things you should not be involved in. Some of you are trying to find hope in things you shouldn't even have in your life. That's why he said, light don't mix with darkness. This thing don't mix with uh, infidel with this. And he said, in 2 Corinthians, if you can go to 2 Corinthians 7, 1 and just pop that up there in the King James, I think that's where I want to go. He says these words. He said, don't get filthy with this thing and mess this thing up. What am I trying to tell you? Some of you are trying to get to materialize the hopes that you don't even know you have the word to materialize. But when you find the word of God, you find within the veil what you need. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, look at the screen, please. Having these, therefore, these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. What does that mean? It's a tough scripture. Maybe put it in the, maybe put it in the, let's read it in like the passion or something. It probably won't translate it right because a lot of times those translations only translate fundamental easy stuff. When you got to catch the spiritual action of something, sometimes it misses it. I'll try. Beloved ones, with promises like these, and because of your deepest respect and worship of God, we must remove everything from our lives that contaminates body and spirit. That's right on. That's right on. But I want what I want, but what you want might not be good for you. But I, I, I want to bring this, I, I mean, no, no, it might not be good for you. Where the will of God is known, it's simple. Where the will of God is not known, he's given you the word of God to qualify what you don't know. Where the will of God is known, you know what to do. Where the will of God is not known, you've given the requirements of the word of God to qualify the things you don't know. Can I fit that relationship through the word of God to produce the faith and hope to materialize it? Can I fit that business through? Can I fit that thing through? Because once I start disqualifying it by the word of God, I don't have hope for it in this arena, and therefore faith cannot materialize it. 
Faith is basically materializing what hope can conceive. And if hope cannot conceive it, faith cannot materialize it. So the question isn't what God's doing. The question is, what can you not conceive? You better hear me. You've been blaming God for a decade about what he's not been doing. And he should be looking at you, blaming you for what you cannot see. But he doesn't because he's merciful and kind. It's the truth. Sometimes the truth ain't easy, but my God, it makes me want to do more, don't it? It makes me want to know more. And you're learning. You get it? You're learning. You see it? You're learning. You see it? We're constantly learning. I'm going to be a materializer of hope. Why? Because once I materialize, see, hope will do. See, now you got to get this now. Faith is not. Let me tell you something right now. We've been doing stuff a little bit. Well, faith, faith is really God's side. Hope is your side. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God said in Ephesians 1 and 3, he can materialize everything, but hope has to hold it as a target. If hope can hold it as a target, faith can materialize it. But if hope can't hold it on for very long, faith cannot materialize what hope cannot conceive. So how long can you hold it? You're supposed to anchor it. I mean, if you could hold it, he can bring it. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. But within the hearing by the word of God is the faith to materialize within. I'm going to say something. You know what? I've been teaching faith a long time. I don't even think faith's really the problem as much as hope is. Because if you can't hold hope as a target, what could God materialize in your life? You got no expectation. Because here's the key with faith. We've been talking about this. Expectation is the atmosphere for the miraculous. You know what the formal definition of hope is? It's a confident expectation with joyful anticipation. So if you don't have hope's expectancy, how in the world is faith going to materialize something you don't expect to come to pass? Hope comes from the word. It's an anchor. But it's materialized in the soul. Faith comes from the word. Hope goes within the veil, brings it out. Faith materializes what's in the veil. I don't even know. I don't even, you know what? You'd have to be really stretched out too far in your head to think you could figure it all out. I just know how it works. <coughs> Funny about a car. I don't know nothing about, you know, Paul knows everything about a car. That guy's a car guy. But I don't know. I don't understand this thing. I show up with a key and press a button and thing starts. Blows my mind. He could probably tell you how it all works, and if we got really electric, you'd be like, I don't understand, but if I put the electrical components in the thing, the thing works. I don't need to, I don't need to know how that stupid thing works. All I know, I press the button, it goes. Now, the technology is brilliant, but my understanding is limited. I don't need to know how faith and hope work. All I know is faith can materialize what I hope for, and I better get my hopes right, because till my hopes are right, my faith ain't working. Because it's got nothing to materialize. Now, here's my question. What happens if you got a wrong image in there? It'll materialize it. That's in your, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He'll material. See, faith's a force that materializes whatever you put in front of it. So faith is constantly working. Let's just hope you're hoping on the right stuff to come to pass. No, yeah. because that's what it does. Because it's, it's about light. I don't understand all that stuff, but he said, now the light was the life of man, and the life of man and the light of man was within man, and that came from God. So it's constantly projecting. 
Your spirit is, because light ripped through the earth, light's in you. God is light. And he's illuminating whatever picture you put in front of it. So you better make sure you put the right hopes in front of them, or you might just be getting the wrong pictures to produce on the outside. It's a lot, but you can pull it in. You know what to do with it. You guys got it. So here's the thing. What do I work on? I work on getting my promises connected from the word of God and carrying them to the next season of my life for what God has for me. He can do it, and you can do it too. So I do hope for that promise, put it before me, find it in the word of God, find it connected to the will of God, let faith do its work, and the next thing you know, you're going to be walking in the promises of God. But I got a challenge for you, and I'm challenging you just quick and easy because I care about you. This: How many promises you got buried in you right now? Don't raise your hand. How many promises you got in you right now do you say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm working on faith and patience in these promises, and I'm going to see them come to pass in my life. You can do this thing, guys. You could do this thing, and you're going to do it big time. Amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. Father, we just thank you. We thank you so much for what you're doing. We believe it, Lord. We know it. We expect it. We're going to walk in the greater blessing. Just lift your hands to heaven and say this out loud. Say, Jesus, my faith is connected to my hope. My hope is connected to you. Thank you, Lord, for faith materializing what my hope has conceived. Thank you that I walk in victory in every area of my life. And teach me to walk in the spirit of God. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, listen, man, I'm excited for you guys. Don't forget, mark your calendar. Now, listen, we're getting some really good momentum. You guys know this. I want you guys connected. Amen. I really want you guys to stay connected. We're getting ready to do more stuff. Get it. We're going to be doing more stuff for ministry stuff. Get to get stay together in this season. I know it's not easy. Stay connected in prayer. Stay connected in life. We're gonna have a lot more cool stuff getting ready to launch for you guys to stay connected. But uh, stay online with us as we're online. The one service right now. We're gonna be moving those times around. We'll probably go to the morning service in a little while down the road. I'm working out some things there. But I want you to know we love you. We believe in you, and we expect God's greater blessing for your life. Don't forget the buckets are out the door on your way out. If anybody asks, I love you guys. You're doing great. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.